En Ford creemos que ya sea que estés bajo el foco de atención o bajo tu propio techo, que tengas 90 minutos o 9 horas, que estés empezando cambios o un largo viaje, Fortaleza es hacer todo, como si el mundo entero te estuviera mirando. Presentamos la nueva Ford F-150 2024. Fuerza así de inteligente, solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Fuerza Ford. I'm McGee. We start in the same place every time, buddy. What are we smoking today? Today we are smoking the Rocky Patel, the Edge A10, which, if you thought it was a 10th anniversary cigar, it is. It is a 10th anniversary. It's a barber pole. So it's going to sport some uh, Corojo and uh, Maduro leaves. Uh, for the wrapper, and so the barber pole is uh, composed of Corojo for the light part of the barber pole and the Maduro for the dark part of the barber pole. Um, it has a uh, for the binder as a well, it has a vintage long filler, but the binder um, is Panama and well, the the fill the filler rather. I'm sorry, is a Pan- Panamanian and Nicaraguan uh, filler. Um, for the entire core and uh, the binder is Honduran so um, it's real peppery uh, has a lot of uh, they say coming up with wheat and tea hmm. now see I would have to I, I, I hear that a lot I hear the, the the different notes that come through yeah I just haven't chewed on a lot of wheat and tea leaves lately to, to give you the... To you know, recognize it. I know what yeah. they're talking about. <laughs> you know, if you had cream of wheat or Wheaties, then you kind of get that little wheat taste in there. So you should know what that tastes like. So a lot of times when they say that, now it just so happen you get a lot of leathery. And they do say um, that... Uh, um, I'm like consciously trying to taste tea right now. (laughs) (laughs) On some of them, it comes through really, really easy. Um, But leathery is another, you know, or... uh, Yeah, who's chewing on leather? (laughs) See, now, unfortunately, um, that was one of my flavors of choice growing up. I would love the way leather tastes, so I would chew on leather a lot. I would. I, maybe I just, that's why you were maybe you were predisposed to enjoy your first cigar because of that. Could be, could be that leathery taste. So, huh. um, a lot of times, you know, you have to liken liken it to something. Yeah. You know, like that time you sit down with a nice biscuit and tea, the tea biscuit mm-hmm. and tea, or you sit down with. Uh, a bowl of Wheaties or, you know, so those little things, you know, you get, those are the type of things that you have to recall, do a, a palate recall. Yeah. Like, you know what? I do taste a little bit of that. And you know what? I do taste a little bit of that. So those are the hints that over all together when combined, 
make for the flavor of the cigar. Of the cigar? Absolutely. Yeah. Tastes good so far, but I've literally just lit it up. Just lit it yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's another thing. A lot of people, I, I've, I've noticed some people who start smoking a cigar, mm-hmm. and the first two puffs, boom. They're like, ah, it's not quite, uh, you know, and then by yeah. a third of the way down, like, ah, you know, I'm kind of, and then halfway down, they're like, I actually really like this cigar, you know. Yeah, you got to settle into it. There's certain things, and we already did some questions from Tyler as far as, you know, taste is concerned. Mm-hmm. And just as anything, when you first light up that cigar, you're, you you have burned the end of that cigar. Yeah, so it's, it's at a high fried. temperature. Yeah. You've kind of scorched it a little bit. you got to back off that. And the, the least amount of heat you use to light that cigar, the quicker you can get to the, to the taste profile the flavor, of yeah. the cigar. So you can't really go on the first couple of puffs. you got to get it lit up, get it going, yeah. settle back, let it cool down a little bit. Let everything melt and mix and you yeah, know, exactly. get together, get going. Exactly. I don't know for sure. Like what's happening? It's kind of like the refrigerator door. Is the light really on when you close it, or is it open, or is it closed? You know, when you it turns off. It de- okay. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. And <laughs> so I'm I hang out. I've hung out in the refrigerator waiting inside of it. <laughs> and uh, I, my thought is, is that by heating up, not by burning, but by heating up the tobacco, there's oils in that tobacco. That what you're actually doing from the inner filler through the binder into the wrapper is that those oils at some point heat up and start to marinate throughout the cigar and blend together. That's why you don't want to burn through it and let that process not happen. Right. You know? So um, it's it's good. uh, They say when you smoke a pipe, a cigar pipe, or a tobacco pipe, not a cigar pipe, a tobacco pipe, you're supposed to smoke it as cool as possible. It's the same thing with cigar, as cool as possible. I'm sure I tried a pipe once as in <laughs> high school or something, but I don't remember. Yeah. I just, I mean, anytime I had a pipe, it was for weed, not tobacco, mm. you know. I, but I, I got started very early with those kind of pipes. I never really got into the tobacco pipe. I wonder about a crack pipe. What do you mean you wonder about it? Are you supposed to smoke it cool? Is there know. flavor? I actually just told this story the other day. Randomly. What if they came out with flavored crack? Let me, that's that would sell. We can play. <laughs> <laughs> so years ago, you're gonna meet my friend, right? You're gonna meet uh-huh. this friend of mine at some point. Timmy brought him up on the podcast before. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. his best man. In fact, I was texting with him today because one of the teams we're talking about is the Baltimore Ravens, and he's a huge Ravens fan. Mm. Baltimore guy. Um. He used to live here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he and I were at, I, I don't know if I should say the name of the bar. Like, I don't want to make, you know what I mean? <laughs> but we were at a bar very close to Capital Cigars, 919 yeah. East Colfax Ave, right? Were y'all smoking crack in the bar? No. Okay. We, <laughs> this place had does like flavored vodka shots, all different flavored vodka uh, shots yeah, on the wall. Yeah, yeah. So now you know where yeah. I'm talking about, right? Okay. okay. Very close, very close yeah. to you, a few blocks. Uh-huh. So we're sitting at, now, for those of you not familiar with Denver, Colorado, Colfax is where the magic happens, mm-hmm. baby. All right. right. Colfax mm-hmm. Ave in Denver, Colorado is uniquely weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a pretty good way to say it, right? Mm-hmm. Uniquely weird. So we're sitting on the front patio, mm-hmm. right on the sidewalk of Colfax. 
And this guy comes up. And this guy is sweaty and jacked up mm-hmm. and ready to make friends with everybody, <laughs> right? So he shows up. Long story short, let me tell you about this dude. <laughs> this dude inherited quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he lives in a Midwestern city, right? outside of a Midwestern city, like in the suburbs of mm-hmm. a Midwestern city. And once a month, this is what he's decided to do with his found fortune, mm-hmm. undeserved fortune. Once a month, he flies to a different city in America. And he smokes all the crack he can get his hands on. And then writes about it on a blog. Wow. So my friend goes, oh, you review Crack Rock. (laughs) And he looks at us, looks back over at me, back to him. And he goes, I prefer the term crack critic. I, I wanted to ask, but then I didn't really want to ask because I knew I would have looked for the website. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I didn't yeah, ask for the address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this dude has a blog where he writes about the cracks of America wow. by city. Hmm. Well, you could look at it as somebody's got to do it. Does somebody really have to do it? Well, <laughs> just saying. You know, I mean, how do you, how do you get that information? Google would... That's information, man. Google would pay for that information. Crack critic. <laughs> TripAdvisor. You'd think they'd, they'd acquire his, uh, his blog. <laughs> Incorporated. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh we man. see you just landed. Map. Maybe the map app. We mm-hmm. see you just landed in mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever city. <laughs> Try this street for the best rock. You have dealers with QR codes and stuff. You know, it, it just... It, Asking for Yelp reviews? Yelp reviews. Yeah. And yeah. Well, you got to have reviews. If you're going to use TripAdvisor, you got to have reviews. Yeah. Crack critic. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Colfax is the weirdest shit happens on this screen mm-hmm. right here, man. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um. All right. Well, last week I only said what I'm trying not to say one time. Mm-hmm. So I'm adding a little something to the box. Alrighty. The box is getting fuller and fuller because I'm not so good at it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'm hopefully we're gonna try to get a zero week soon. That's the that's the desire. I want a week of zero. Uh, eighty-seven. Real quick before we go any further. Best athlete to wear eighty-seven for the second week in a row is an active athlete who plays hockey. And I don't know anything about hockey. But 87, Sidney Crosby. I do know the Sid the Kid. I know mm-hmm. that I know that that's his nickname. That's all I got. But he he wears 87, clearly the most famous. I looked, man. I I, I didn't I've never heard there's three guys in the NFL Hall of Fame. I'd never heard of any of them. Mm-hmm. There's nobody in the ABA or the NBA has ever worn the number. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No baseball players of note. One guy named Dan or Otera, who I had never heard of, or Otura that I had never heard of. So we had to go to hockey once again, and, and hockey came through and saved the day with Sid the Kid. I wonder if Bill Cosby related to him. Sidney Crosby doesn't look much like Bill. I mean, I know one is Cosby and one is Crosby. Also, yeah, there's that. It could be a distant cousin and they change, you know, sometimes they do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. 
I got nothing, dude. No. I, no, I don't think. I, I'm gonna argue that probably not. Okay. That's my that's right. my guess. That's probably not. You heard it here first. <laughs> they are not related. <laughs> uh, we got a couple weeks till basketball starts up. Yeah. WNBA is this week or next week? I think it's next week. Presuming everything actually happens. Mm-hmm. The closer we get, the less faith I have. Is that weird? Very interesting statement made by a Georgia uh, politician who's also part owner of the Georgia Dreams. Yeah, that's foolish. I just, I mean, okay. It's so, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think all leagues should have a memo saying that during this time, we completely support and encourage people to be active in their community for different um, rightful causes and things like this. Understand that during this time, there is no sports. So the sport of actually analyzing what comes out of your mouth yeah, is intense. When I watch um, uh, Sports Center... Um, Comes on at night. Um, sports center? Yeah. Sports? Center. Center, yeah. It's <laughs> only totally like the most just, popular TV show ever. It seems like it'd be more complicated, you know? <laughs> I mean, for it to be one of the biggest, they should come up with sports center. Sports center. It's sports literally center. almost as old as I am, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you just see them just bringing up what people say, what yeah. people say, what people say. And I'm just like, hey, you know, maybe... It's not a good idea to go way off the boat on something when you wake up on a Thursday morning, an off day. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to say this. Yeah. Just say it to your friends, and if they tell you, put it on wax, then put it on wax. But you don't have to go right to wax. You know what I'm saying? Like, rehearse the song before you record the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait until after lunch, you know? Get some feedback from a co-producer. Get a couple of cups of coffee first. Don't don't just wake up and say... I hear your respect. Somebody, a a person of the world. Hey, why don't you listen to my song? Let me sing it once before I go right. over and put it in there right. on the studio. And, 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 and go and to the studio and put it on, on the record. Some of it is some of it is <laughs> right. Wait, I'm gonna give you an example of wrong and it's wrong. Now, wrong is you know that <laughs> she said that she believes that the Black Lives Matter detracts from the mission of the WNBA and detracts from the mission of the Georgia Dreams. Excuse me. The word dreams in George, the Georgia dreams were was originated from I Have a Dream by Martin Luther King. Yeah. That's where that came from. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, what are you... I, okay. She just doesn't... She doesn't understand Black Lives Matter. Right. That's... It's, it's, so that, it's willful ignorance that has led to her being an idiot. Or seeming... Right? Seeming... Seeming to be an internet. Or in a, uh, an idiot. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not saying she's an idiot. I'm right. saying she's demonstrating the attitude or the, uh, the behaviors of an idiot. <laughs> right. Because if they would have gotten together a committee yeah. to focus the mission of the WNBA or a committee to focus the mission of the dreams, right? And if she was on that committee, that would be appropriate for her to have her opinion on that because that's the forum for it. 
But for you to just wake up and just say, I know what I'm going to say. Yeah. What, were you drinking last night? Yeah, like, were, <laughs> you know, what were you doing? Now, that's an example. There were plenty of people that were drinking last night that <laughs> okay. didn't wake up racist. All right. Well, I, I mean, will not stand for you. To, I'm, <laughs> and I'm not calling. I'm not even going as far as saying that she's a racist. I just think that certain times people say. We're not saying she's a racist. Well, let's she ask. Uh, the behavior of, yeah. of, of a potential racist. Right? This would be. This, would, this could be fodder or a content for. Um, just pop up in my head. The guy says, "You might be a racist if you, you know." You want me to be a racist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foxworthy. I've never really found found that funny, but. Every once in a while, one of them, like, yeah, 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 I'm like, I'm gonna have one of them will come up, one of them will come up. I could just sit and listen to a guy for an hour, just like rattle them off, right? Well, that's an example what she did of something coming out wrong, and it was wrong. Now, even during this time, you could say something that's right. And it still is, it still is wrong. Let me give you an example. Um, the, um, the rookie trying to work his way up off of uh, being injured for the Nuggets. Uh, uh, Ball. No, Porter. Uh, oh, Michael Porter Jr. Okay. MPJ. Fine young man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he appears to be a Christian um, by some of what he said. Seems very, very much a Christian. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know if you caught this, but he says um, when the uh, George Floyd situation first happened and mm-hmm. everyone was just lighting up mm-hmm. he said now I'm going to set set this up when in the Christian um, in, in the Christian teachings when Christ was being crucified he prayed to God and said uh, forgive them before they do not know what they do I remember okay? that part so in other words from Sunday school okay so Praying for the ones who are actually committing the atrocity. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah the sinner. So right? I understood where he was coming from. Right. So did he, he mis- did he misspeak? He, he tweeted. He says we should pray for these uh, for the officers and pray for each. In other words, uh, to show them love and to pray for them. Uh, I think it was I think it was uh, who who just joined the Lakers and came from Cleveland played with LeBron James in Cleveland. Jar Jar Smith. Jar Smith said, "Not the time, bro. Not the time." <laughs> it was him or somebody. They said they were like, "Not the time, bro." Like, okay, we understand where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah. Not the time. <laughs> and no one really like lambasted blasted him. Right. And, uh, just a couple of the the the, yeah. the, the vets just kind of said, "Okay, you know where you're coming from." Yeah, yeah. Not not really what we're trying to hear right now, yeah, all right? Yeah. You know, so you could be right, and and you know what? That is the right spirit. That is right. Turn the other cheek. This that that's not where we're going right now. You know, so I you got to be careful on what you say. That's all. Did you see the video with J.R. Smith of the guy trying to steal his truck during oh, the yeah. during the riot during the protest? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much whatever J.R. Smith, as far as I'm concerned, if J.R. Smith tells me it's not the time to say it, he's right. Whatever, he's, whatever he says, like, sure, I'll shut up. <laughs> if, you, if you get a chance to read something, like, because I read it, and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> and sure enough, just like I was thinking right up under it, people were just like, you know, who was that, uh, uh, who was that, uh, who's, where, in what movie was it? 
and they said, sit your, sit your, oh, wait a minute. Oh, they had a little clip in there, too. Sit your, you know. And, and, but it, it was all, in, every, all of the responses were in fun yeah. and were pretty just, much, no one really well, says. That's what social media is supposed to be about. Yeah. It's supposed to be yeah, yeah. making jokes. And no one, no, no, one, no one really killed them for it. They were like, okay, we know what you're saying. Yeah. You know. I really think that we could make a lot of money if mm-hmm. we develop a website like shouldituweetthis.com mm-hmm. where before people go to Twitter, they type the message into our site and it's like, yes. No, wait yeah. three weeks. You know, like whatever it is, we give them different messages. Too maybe, soon. Maybe check your spelling. Yeah. You know, like whatever it is. Too like, soon. Yeah. Take two months and check your spelling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a one sentence. Take two. Take take three months then. <laughs> you know, take three months. Should I tweet this Yeah, you're right. You're it right. might exist. It should exist. It certainly should exist. Yeah. It should. It should. Yeah. Um. So how's your golf game coming along? Oh, you, you heard. Well, you know, I... Uh, Not too many people pick up this board at 50. So at like, 50, it's right? Interesting. You it's know, interesting to me. I see that... Okay, you know what? You know what? This is what I'm going to liken it to. I'm going to liken it to... I'm going to take every single sport and I'm going to liken it. It's like hitting a... It's like hitting a baseball. When the bat has two joints in it that you have to adjust when you while you're swinging. In other words, you have to make sure that certain joints in the bat are aligned certain ways in order to hit the ball correctly while you're speeding through. Just imagine if while you're swinging, you had a joystick on the grip and while the bat the ball is coming to you, you had to adjust certain things um, to hit the ball. What I'm, what I'm meaning is, is I used to think before actually playing golf that, okay, so I used to play the saxophone. It was very important. Very similar to golfing. Very important <laughs> that uh, you're... Tyler, you know, Tyler used to play the saxophone. He still does every once in a while. He'll like, oh, really? bring it up and dabble. <laughs> it's very important that your armature or the way that you have the uh, mouthpiece in, yeah. that you have the armature set exactly the Just same. right. Every time. With the swing of the golf club, it has to be exactly the same way. But there's a lot of moving pieces. It's the way you slant your arms. It's the way that the ball you line up the uh, um, the um, golf club uh, in front of your uh, in the inside of your front leg, right in between both legs, behind you know the back leg. Uh, it, you know when you uh, keeping your your forearm straight. Um, when to uh, straighten out your back arm, um, yeah. uh, the follow through. All I mean, there's so many mechanisms yeah. built into your armature. Whereas with playing the sax, you just have to put the mouthpiece in, get the right armature, and, and play. Yeah. You know, so it's the same thing. And that's what I was I was horribly failing at with saying that you could swing a bat with different joints in it, but you had to get it just right yeah. to hit the ball. So I, I you know, a lot of moving parts. respect, respect. I respect. You're going to have to go out and play with Casey sometime. Okay. Because Casey really, I mean, there's a reason, there's a reason he's good at 
picking golfers mm-hmm. is he really understands the sport. Like, he's been playing his entire life, nonstop, everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a, a round or two with him, you'll get better at it. You know? Right, yeah. right. Well, you know, big ups to um, JT, mm-hmm. who has he has worked at a, many a different golf um, courses around yeah. Colorado. Yeah. Um, he knows a lot of the pros of each one of the um, golf courses who to who to get in touch with. Uh, big ups to Lance. Yeah, another buddy who is a pretty Friend darn. Of the pod. Yes, <laughs> pretty good scratch golfer in his own right. Oh, great! And also to uh, Coach um, um, Lawrence, Robert Lawrence. Oh, uh, how's he who, doing? He's doing good. He good. actually got out on a golf course, and he used to work for Callaway. Oh, I didn't know so that. So he's he knows a lot about you know he's been playing. All of these guys that I mentioned, they all have been playing since yeah. they were like seven years old. Yeah, you know? so nice. Shout outs to fr- to friends of the pod. I love friends it. Friends of the pod. Um, all right. Why don't we uh let's let's try to call Tyler right now. Okay. And then we'll take a little break after we talk to him. If we can't get in touch with him, he also texted me the, mm-hmm. the question, but he said to try to call him. How are you? I'm good, guys. How you been? Pretty good. Pretty good. Do you uh? Nice. Do you have a good Do you have a good question for us? Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. I I have a feeling a couple stories might come from it, but we'll see. Sai um, from Ireland asks, "Do you remember your first cigar experience, and can you name what you were smoking?" I can. so. Do you? Personally, personally, my first experience I know was my high school graduation. In my high school graduation, I. You know, I want to say maybe we were smoking Romeo e Julieta. Uh, would have no idea what, which one from them. But that, I, I remember, you know, that name hitting me. And then my first real experience actually appreciating and tasting a cigar was at Capital Cigars. And, hey, 9190's Colfax Ave, Denver, Colorado. Hey. And I... I McGee, you would have ended up helping me select a cigar. So I don't know what I was smoking. I want to say it was a Connecticut of some sort, maybe a Padron or a Perdomo. No, it was Um, a Perdomo Champagne 10-year anniversary. I know exactly what cigar it was. I actually remember, I think I remember picking it out for you. Here you go. Well, there you have it. That's, (laughs) That's 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 my cigar story. That's a good starter cigar. Yeah, it is. Look at me being helpful. There you go. I have <laughs> being part of an experience. Yeah, being part of an experience. <laughs> I have no recollection of my first cigar. I, I'm sure it was in high school at some point. Mm. No idea what kind or anything like that. Well, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't until I literally had never smoked a single thing in my entire life until 2008. I mean, not a single, never, I mean, I never smoked anything until 2008. And in 2008, I was in Costa Mesa. Um, I was not in a position, it was a, a very big corporation. And I was literally just a field engineer, kind of low on the totem pole. And 
Um, there was a big deal that was being struck. And one of the guys says that, yeah, we're going to uh, meet in Costa Mesa and we're going to ink out this deal. And I mean, it's, it was a big deal. It was north of $90 million. Right? Wow. And so one of the things that they said, they said, hey, listen, whoever that guy was, who was the technician that showed up in um, uh, Oak Brook, Illinois, at our office and took care of what we needed to take care of and knew everything about everything, we want that guy there for the technical aspect because we're going to bring our technical guys but we want him there right? right so i'm thinking to myself so i was told hey guess what you're going you're going to go you're going to go to mesa you know we're going to pay for everything and whatnot i'm like oh great you guys are awesome it's like no this is what's going to happen all right he says these guys you know we're trying to ink a deal and all of this so i'm like okay all right so i mean we got vp different VP of sales, VP of integration, and all these. This is a big deal, right? So they're showing up, and usually they take control. But the guy was like, no, I want that guy. I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah, right? you're his guy. So they kind of just sat back. They just kind of like, when it came to c contractual things, then somebody would step in. But for the most part, they stepped. They just sat back and... You know, had questions and I answered them and you know, on and on and on. And so they were like, we love this guy, you know, but, you know, you guys need to, you know, promote this guy right here and all this. So I was like, yeah, oh, hey, this is great. You know, so um, towards the end, they were like, well, you know, we all, you know, we're going to sign it at the end of the night. Sign in at the end of the night. It's almost seven o'clock. We've been in a four-hour meeting. Like, well, what else more do you need? What do you mean the end of the night? It is the end. You know, I'm thinking the night's over. Well, no, we have to go to a steakhouse, right? So I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So the VP, the regional VP of sales at the time was like, here's the cart. You want to make sure that you show that you pay for it. They're giving you the juice, so you take control at this point. You are now driving. Yeah. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. This $90 million plus deal for the rest of the night, which is usually when things go really wrong. Yeah. This is on you. Don't ruin it. <laughs> Here goes the corporate credit. So I'm like, uh, same place in Costa Mesa. Uh, where, how am I? He's like, I don't know. Good luck with that. And walks away. Oh, I have to real quick and I get, you know, and I find a really great place. Was able to get reservations. Boom. Nailed it. Oh, good. You know, I mean, it was only like seven or eight of us. Freaking bill came to pretty close a to billion, about, yeah. yeah, like almost four thousand dollars. Wow. Yes, yes. I'm like, how did we spend four thousand? <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I'm remembering. Oh, that's right. I got the, I got the corporate. Hey, we're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah. You know. So put that out. Everything's good. So I'm like, all right. So we're good, and we're in the lobby of this area. And then he says, all right. Well, there's only one other thing to do. You got to go smoke a cigar. <laughs> Where am I supposed to pull this out of? You know, well. The, beautiful looking hostess in the lobby. She says, the only cigar place you're going to find is right over here. It's right around the corner from the window. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you. I'm like, okay, all right, thanks. I give him a call. I says, I'm rolling in with about eight. He says, I got a little spot for you. Come on in. Boom, come in. Get everyone lit up. Get everyone fired up. Sit down. Everything's going good. Brought a couple of bottles with us. We're passing it around. Everything's good. And he's like, all right, everybody's got the paperwork. Everybody's got the paperwork. And getting ready to sign. And he says, wait a minute. You're not smoking a cigar. <laughs> and I says, 
And by this time, everyone, not including myself, but everyone is probably six drinks in over the night, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I says, yeah, you know, I'm not really. He says, dude, here, my cigar, right here. Go ahead, man. Take a puff. And I'm like, yeah, you know, he, this guy, you know, of course, I don't curse. So he, he says, B, this isn't a question. You will hit this. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm feeling like I'm going to drug deal or something. You know, I'm like, uh, uh, okay. I and, need to know you're not undercover, exactly. right? Exactly. I'm like, oh, okay. all right, I will. I'll take a puff. And I just took a puff. Didn't know I wasn't supposed to inhale it. I'm coughing. They're laughing. Yeah. And yeah. he says, now go get your get your butt up and go get a cigar and, and smoke with it. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, what are, I, I didn't know this was going to include health issues, you know. And, and I, you know, because I'm coughing, you know. And, and the guy says, oh, you know what? Hey, you don't want to get something too light. You don't want to get. I'll tell you what. First cigar, he says, try this one right here. It's the Alec Bradley Max, right? It's, it's, it's a dark Maduro. They're smoking lighter cigars. You'll come off, he says. But trust me, all you do. Puff, don't inhale. Just don't puff, inhale. Puff real don't quick inhale. and let it go. Yeah. Puff real quick and let it go. So I spent the whole night. Um, we had uh, uh, a great McAllen with, and I had that. And after that, I was hooked. I yeah. was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> this, is, this is how you sound. This is how we do. This is how we do. All right. And then I got back and I walked, I made the big mistake. That was on a, that was on a Thursday. That Friday, they went golfing, and I, uh, they said, he said, well, take the day off, go do what you want. So I went and had a great time. That Monday, I made the mistake of coming back to Chicago, walking into my uh, into the VP's office, and sat down as if, all right, well, you heard what those guys said. I'm where, great. Where, where do you want to put me? And he looked at me. He's like, so exactly why aren't you out there fixing or out there to feel right now? I was like, oh, I, I thought I was going to do something different. Are we going to the cigar lounge? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So that was last week. <laughs> this week, you're back doing what you were doing. Okay. We'll let you know when we need you again. All right, buddy. All right. Okay. Don't make that mistake again. See ya. That's great. <laughs> and that was it. I, I mean, every other day I was looking for to smoke a cigar. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I I have zero recollection of my first car. Completely unmemorable. Mm. I can tell you my first a uh, lot of things. I can't tell you my first cigar. Mm. I'm sure, I bet you it was, I, I, I got nothing. But I'm, I'm thinking I was 15, 16. I probably tried one somewhere. That's yeah. kind of what I was trying everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got nothing. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's a good one, man. That's a good. That's that's definitely a good one. I feel like I uh, like I should have a better memory. <laughs> <laughs> Just fake a fake a fake a story. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll come up with something good <laughs> next time I get asked about my first cigar. I'll have some elaborate story involving a unicorn and rainbows and all kinds. I of was things. in the Amazon. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, that was great. Well, how can uh, how can our listeners send you questions to consider for the podcast, sir? Send us an email, guys. The address is ask at betyourash.com. Ask, A-S-K, at betyourash.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, buddy. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Talk All to right. you. Take care. So, it is time. For all of you, step your backyard game up. 
And we got just the way for you to do this. It's called One Log Fire. It is a single-use miniature chiminaya that is perfect for camping, small gatherings, or to create some ambiance while enjoying your favorite cigar on a cool evening in your backyard, in your neighbor's backyard, your uncle's backyard, maybe a cousin's backyard, anybody's backyard. This is pretty much perfect for every backyard ever. You, you'll have about two hours, about two hours worth of burn time. Plenty of time to enjoy whatever cigar you want to smoke. Have a long conversation, maybe a couple drinks with whoever you're spending your time with. Family, friends, etc. And the possibly, possibly the best part of this is that we can now tell you when you go to onelogfire.com and you go to checkout and you type in bet your ash, all one word, no breaks, as your promo code. You'll get 10% off your order. So onelogfire.com, use bet your ash as the promo code for 10% off your order. Do it. We're back. It's time for the AFC North. Continue our preview season. That's right. Yeah, no off-season. There's no off-season for us. Off-season is just where we prepare for next season, man. Got to get your futures right. Yeah, you got you to gotta do It's important to, to prepare, you know? Right. Uh, those those off-season workouts, those the preseason, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the, that's, that's just you getting ready for the beginning of the next season, you know? Mm-hmm. So let's do it. We'll st- we always go in alphabetical order. By city, not by team. Gotcha. So... Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. They were good last year. Yeah. 14 and, 14 and 2. Kind of under... Uh, I think everybody thought they were going to beat Tennessee, right? Everybody in the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. I did. We, I think, like, going into last season, we were mm-hmm. saying, if this works, this experiment works, mm-hmm. uh, Harbaugh's putting all the right players around it, it's all on Lamar. I want to see it before I believe it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it worked. You know what yeah. I mean? They yeah. had a great regular season. The question is, did the system get figured out, and that's why they lost? Or did they just have a bad game against the Titans? But the Titans had a great defense last year. Right. You right. know, and great coaching. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, that was a surprise. I didn't mm-hmm. think they would lose the first game. They say the first – that was their first game, right, because they got a bye, and then they yeah. lost? and then they lost. I thought – yeah, I, I think thought so. that's the way it went, yeah. It's hard for a quarterback to get his first playoff win. Yeah. Maybe we could chalk it up to that. Yeah. I don't know. But that during was, the regular season – That was Tannehill's first. It wasn't his first playoff game. But you're right. I think it was his first playoff win. Didn't they make it in as, as with the Dolphins Jackson? once? He was with Dolphins. Didn't they make it? No, maybe not. Yeah, I don't think so. I thought maybe they slid in as a wild card once. No, but you might be right. That was yeah. Tannehill's first playoff game. Playoff uh-huh. game too. Much older, but he. Wrote it could him. be said that somebody, one of them, had to win. But True. Yeah. True. <laughs> and was it Tannehill that they won that game for right, them, or you right. know, was it their defense and running game that won exactly. that game? Exactly. Exactly. Um, but it seems like the way to stop the Ravens, obviously, is to stop Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, they absolutely. go as far as he takes absolutely. them, right? Yeah. So, um, 
he's a transcendent talent. You mm-hmm. know, it was it was incredible to watch him last year, and I hope he keeps it up for the next decade plus. Yeah, it's yeah. fun to watch. Right. So let's get into it for this season. Okay, outside of the division, they are playing at Texans. They're at home against the Chiefs at the racial slurs. Very close uh, away game. Mm-hmm. Right, that's right down the street, forty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. Right there. Um, they're at the Eagles, also close. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Colts, at the Patriots, at home against the Titans, the Cowboys, the Jaguars, and the Giants. All right. Uh, in the draft, got a lot of like athletic guys from really big programs. Mm-hmm. Guys who are used to the big, the big scene. Right, like the big, mm-hmm. the big, uh, like the big crowds and everybody. So that. It always makes me feel like they're picking guys that are ready to contribute now, mm-hmm. right? Which I guess you kind of have to, you know, in today's NFL. You can't really wait on a guy to develop anymore, you know? You need him now. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, guys from, like, LSU and, and Ohio State and Texas and Michigan, big schools, right? Yeah. Um, in addition to the draft, they grabbed a couple guys. They grabbed Derek Wolf. You know, from the from the Broncos here, defensive end. right? Defensive end. They, uh, on the other defensive end, Clay's Campbell, stud from Jacksonville. Yeah. He might have been the NFL man of the man of the year one year. Yeah. This year or last year or whatever. Uh, one of the one of the oldest players on the team. Clay's Campbell. Yeah. He's the right kind of locker room leader if you have a young team. That makes mm-hmm. sense. That seems like a good addition, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as people that are gone. So, uh, a whole lot of guys that, you know, a couple of years ago, they were young and fast, and then they you know, got old quick. The NFL ages you, you know. Mm-hmm. You know Tony Jefferson, James Hurst, Aiden Hurst, Chris Wormley, Ufamba Kamalu, and Jake Ryan. I mean, just, just guys that they, they did their job, they contributed, mm-hmm. and they're kind of replaceable. Rather than giving them a second contract, you kind of draft their replacement and keep the number low mm-hmm. at that position, I think, is the way they look at it. You know? mm-hmm. All right, let's get to what matters. Okay. The over-under for the win total for the regular season is 11.5 games. Mm-hmm. To win the AFC North, they're minus 225. To win the AFC, they're plus 325. And to win the Super Bowl, they're plus 650. Any of those jump out on you? I think 11 and a half. I had them at about 10 and a half. Well, in the division, they get to play the Browns and the Bengals twice and the Steelers twice. Mm-hmm. They'll probably get four wins right, out of that, maybe. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe split with the Browns, split with the Steelers, get two against the Bengals or something. And I had about six or seven throughout the season. So. Yeah. The Texans are tough. The Chiefs are real tough. Uh-huh. But, like, the racial slurs, the Eagles. One. Well, the Eagles are tough, yeah. too. Colts are tough. Patriots yeah. are tough. Yeah. Jaguars and Giants Two, and the racial three, slurs are four. definite wins. Yeah, and I, I split between those ones that you were saying were tough. I split, like, two yeah. games. You're right. Ten, ten is a good season with this, yeah. tough, with yeah. this tough schedule. Yeah. They'll probably beat the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Patriots aren't what they used to be. But yeah, that's yeah. we don't know yet, right? Exactly. We don't know yet, and I love. I know Belichick loves that. He, nobody knows what what the heck they're gonna do. Yeah. Um. I think that. I think that ten wins is kind of 
good enough to win the division, mm-hmm. but I like I kind of like the under in the 11 and a half. I I don't know. They're not going to get 14 wins. They're not going to surprise anybody. Yeah. Right? Everybody's yeah. like preparing for Lamar oh, Jackson. Yeah. Oh now. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, those teams are good enough uh, to prepare gameplay, game plan uh, to you know, to I mean, what I'm saying is, is that within their division, yeah, you got the Bengals and the Browns. Uh, the Browns could, you know, the Browns could actually pull one out. Um, Pittsburgh could pull one out. Um, Bengals, I don't know. Yeah, just don't know. Off, off Sunday, any given Sunday. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about that. But the point is, is that you know, the point is, is that yeah, I, I, yeah, I see it at about ten and a half. But it's is it too close to bet the under? Is it maybe? I, I, it's just it's tough. It's a tough one to call. Yeah. Because it's eleven and a half. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the under because eleven seems like overachieving. Yeah. When I look at this, mm-hmm. and that's a win, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I like more than I like the under though. I like to win the division at minus two twenty five. I just we'll talk about why when we get to the Steelers, but I'm like less, I'm less confident in them. I'm less confident in the other three teams. Like right. I think this could be free money betting minus two twenty five to win a hundred. You know something that we don't talk about a lot yeah. when we're talking about you know total games in a season is some of those questionable games. Um, are towards the end of the season. So I think it makes a difference if, I think it really makes a difference if actually um, you're looking at at what time in the schedule they're actually playing a team that by that time could be completely out of it. That team might need that game to stay in it. I mean, because the, the Colts, uh, we haven't gotten to talking about the Colts or the, you know, maybe the Eagles. The last couple of years, they've been right on the brink, uh, needing a game towards the end to make it, you know, the Colts as well. Yeah. So that could make those games even tougher in those scenarios, you yeah. know. Not that they're a better team, not that they're – but once again, the whole one given Sunday, you know – we just want it more than you. We need it more than you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're going to get to play the... Hey, the, I should probably put a dollar in for that. Well, you're allowed to say it. It's just me. <laughs> They're going to get to play the Jaguars and the Giants late in the season. And that's exactly when that mm-hmm. can come into play. Yeah. I don't think those two teams are going to have great years. But right. it could very well be that those last couple games are irrelevant. You know, Or they might even be in a situation where they're sitting players because they want to win. Or they want to lose to get a better draft pick or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I I can't... I don't know if I would bet the over-under, but I do like them to win the division. Yeah. I like that bet a lot. Absolutely. I would want... If I'm betting them to win the conference, win the AFC, a conference that involves the Chiefs, uh-huh. I would want a bigger number than 325. So to win the division, what is that? You have Minus to bet 225. You bet 225 to win 100. So you have to pay extra because they're the better team, you yeah, know. Yeah. So you got to and and really what you're betting is that Lamar Jackson stays healthy all season. Right. Yeah. That's true. Um. But we will 
let's move on. Let's let's go let's talk about the like the reason I'm so high on on the Ravens is mm-hmm. really that I feel like the other teams aren't that good this year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my 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 feelings that they're a good team to pick to win the division are are directly related to my feelings about the other three teams. Mm-hmm. And one of those teams is the Cincinnati Bengals. Last right. year they were two and fourteen and one and five in the division. Obviously they weren't good. They had the first pick in the draft, mm-hmm. and they turned that into Joe Burrow, who I suspect is going to have a great career. I don't suspect he's going to have a great rookie year though. Right. I think they're going to need a few years to put the right players around them and stuff like that. Um, now, they have a manageable schedule. Like, if the Ravens had this schedule, I might bet the over. You know? yeah. So, in addition to everybody in their division, right, twice, they're also playing the Chargers at the Eagles, the Jaguars at the Colts, the Titans at the Racial Slurs, the Giants at the Dolphins, the Cowboys and at the Texans. Unfortunately, the Bengals aren't very good, right? Mm-hmm. Because, so it doesn't really matter who they're playing. They could win. They could lose every game, you know, right. potentially. Um, in the draft, in addition to Joe Burrow, they also got a, a, a wide receiver from Clemson in the second round named T. Higgins, who I think is going to have a great career, especially if he can get a couple years on opposite sides of the field as A.J. Green. Like, they could complement each other very well. Yeah. Right? Um, they also added uh, Austin Calibra, or Calero. He's a linebacker from Jacksonville. Uh, one of the P. Ryan brothers, the running back, um, Samaji P. Ryan. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie Alexander, um, who was uh, in the, he was like a corner or in the secondary for Minnesota. Didn't have a great year last year, but it may bounce back a little. And LaShawn, uh, LaShawn Sims, also a cornerback. From Other than that, nobody really of note, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they lost, I think, two pretty good players. A tight end, Tyler Eifert, and a quarter, at cornerback, Dre Kirkpatrick, who um, maybe he lost a step, but he was still the best defender they had last year. But they didn't, you know, it's, there's some consistency in their roster. You know, they didn't have mm-hmm. too much turnover. Uh, they're, the over-under for win total is five and a half wins. Mm. Uh, to win the – God, these numbers are big. Mm. To win the division, they're plus 2,000. Mm-hmm. So 20 to 1, right? To win the AFC, they're plus 5,000. And to win the Super Bowl, they're plus 10,000. 100 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Save your money. Mm-hmm. Right? Save your money. Bengals aren't going to the playoffs. You know? <laughs> uh, I don't really see a way they get to five wins. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was looking at the... I just don't. Well, I, actually, I'll, I'll be honest. I made a mistake. I was looking at last year's schedule. and <laughs> They'll probably <laughs> have the same number. Yeah. Two wins. Two uh, seems seems right. One in the division. Mistaken, yeah. and Maybe they beat the racial slurs or, or, or the Dolphins. Maybe the Giants. Maybe the Jaguars and Giants. Yeah. So, at most, or I'm saying five wins. At most, they get them five wins. They're not going to beat all four of those teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not. They're just not. I, I don't know. At most, they're five wins. Yeah. I think if you're betting this this team in any way, mm-hmm. the only way to bet them is under five and a half wins. And let's 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 remember on the depth chart that uh, when it comes to uh, quarterback, so Burrow is 
probably going to start. I don't know. Who's their backup? Who else is in the quarterback room? Ryan Finley. Really? That's it? Uh, That's it? Wow. Yeah, Ryan Finley. Oh, we didn't even mention that one of the other people they lost this year was uh, Andy Dalton. <laughs> oh, yeah, Andy Dalton. <laughs> that's how I knew I was looking at the wrong, uh, the wrong year. <laughs> wow, that's their only backup? Well, um, they I mean, need to sign Cap or somebody. I mean, switch. No, I think you're right. I think, uh, I can go to roster. I think I'm pretty sure, uh, Jacob Dolagala. Never heard of him. Um, oh, so they got another guy on the roster, but that's yeah, just an arm for yeah, practice. Yeah, that's just know? somebody else to have, yeah. you know, just somebody else to have, uh, Probably on on the roster, practice but, squad and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah, they're screwed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. They're an injury away from the first pick of the draft again. Yeah. They're way closer to the first pick of the draft than they are the playoffs. Yeah. Not very. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, I, I man. Very rare have I said five and a half. Yeah. And then say the under. Yeah, it's a small number, and I still love the under. Um, let's keep it moving. Okay. Cleveland Browns. Last year they were six and ten, three and three in the division. They're uh, besides everybody in their division, they're playing. Um, they're at home against the Rachel Slurs at the Cowboys, at home against the Colts, the Raiders, the Texans, the Eagles, the Jets. Oh, I forgot to put the ats. I don't know what games they're at, but they're also playing the Colts, the Raiders, the Texans. The Eagles, the Jaguars, the Titans, the Giants, and the Jets. Huh. Must be nice to get to play both the Giants and the Jets in the same season. Right. There's some, definitely some winnable games there. Jaguars aren't very good. Yeah. Obviously, the racial slurs. You should be able to handle the Giants. It, it all depends. I mean, they got a new coach, right? They've got a new coach. This is his third coach in three years, Baker Mayfield. Jeez, mm-hmm. that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. He might, you know, maybe it works for him. In the draft, it, they they got in, they had four picks in the first three rounds, mm-hmm. all SEC guys, all, all big dudes too, real big guys. Three defensive players and an offensive tackle from Alabama. Huh. I feel like if you need an offensive tackle, you start by looking at the Alabama roster. Right? Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, they signed uh, Austin Hooper, who's the tight end from. I, th- I want to say he was in Atlanta. He's now the highest-paid tight end in the game. Hmm. Um, they also signed Jack Conklin, an offensive tackle, and they, as backup, they signed Case Keenum. They let some people go. Nobody, nobody great. You know, their old backup was Drew Stanton. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Eric Cush, couple offensive linemen. Eric Cush, Justin McCray, but their offensive lineman was kind of underperforming the last two years. That's been their weakness, I think. Mm-hmm. I would argue. Their win total is over under eight and a half wins. Mm. To win the division, they're at plus 600. To win the conference, they're at plus 1,800. And to win the Super Bowl, they're at plus 4,000. Mm. Yeah, I I don't see him winning this, getting to the Super Bowl. I don't see him winning the division. And at you said eight? Eight. Win total? Eight, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Sorry. Eight and a half. I. You know what? I see him actually being. I see him. I see him under. 
going under. You know? Yeah. I don't think that... I mean, you got to have... You got to have a heck of a coach to come in after what happened, the first that happened last year with all the controversy and other things that are going on. Yeah. No, they've got some good pieces that are there. But to pull all that together, it would have it would have been better last year if you none of this had happened and you said, "You know what? We need to have this isn't the coach that we need." And yeah. I'm not, I'm not you know, I'm not Going after the coach. You're, you've never been a fire the coach guy. No, I, I'm in general. I mean, n- uh, in general, you've never been a like a pull a short short. What's yeah. it called the hook like at the yeah. at the Apollo? Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm not. A, I'm not a quick pull the plug on <laughs> right. the uh, coach bathwater. You know, but um, that guy wasn't very good last. No. Year. So, my, but I am a big thing on make a good decision first. Yeah. No matter what you have on a team, if your coach sucks. I, look at the it, time and time again, time and time again, which we'll get to Dallas. But we talked about well, Dallas. Well, we did. We talked about Dallas, yeah. but I just think that they they underperform. I, I don't think. Okay, I I, I think that perhaps um, the Green Bay former Green Bay co- coach will be a decent coach. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do think it was quick, though. But I think that that's that is just something that you have to really be on. So it's interesting just the position here because the next team we talk about maybe has one of the best coaches that never gets the credit for being one of the best coaches, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's the guy's constantly coaching up his team, no matter who's injured or what chaos is going on. They're mm-hmm. always fighting for playoff spots, right? That's the kind of coach Cleveland needs. They yes. need like a. Yes. Smart ass, scrappy guy that can coach the guys up. Correct. Right. Correct. Maybe they found it. Let's see. Yeah. You know, we'll give it a chance. I I would think that where their mistake was last year was get was was going with a new coach when you already have a new quarterback, mm-hmm. right? And like that's where that's where you need the guy that is, you know, the the savvy vet of a of a guidance kind of coach. Right, you know. Right. Right. So. I don't know. I, I think that, well, the other thing we ought to point out is Miles Garrett's off suspension. Mm-hmm. He's back, and he got. I think yeah. he's, they're working on an extension for him. Right. He's great. He's mm-hmm. great. Their defense is just jam-packed with high draft picks, you know? They right. have a really good defense. So if they can get their offense going, I'll, really everybody just kind of has to be on the same page. And, mm-hmm. like, they should be able to have a decent season. But right. when I look at this, I'm thinking eight max win wise. Like I, yeah. I, I like yeah. under eight and a half because I think if they get eight wins, that's the best case scenario, absolute best. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got them at where? What do you have them? I, eight, well, the the bet is over under eight and a half, yeah. and I think they're eight's yeah, the, yeah, as good yeah, as it's gonna get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think the you know the racial slurs and 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 maybe the Raiders, the Jaguars. Giants and Jets, you know, plus one or two in the division. You know, I think they get to eight. I think that's it. I don't yeah. think they get past that. Yeah. 500 is great for them. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if Baker Mayfield is the Baker Mayfield from last year or the Baker Mayfield from two years ago. Yeah. If he's the Baker Mayfield from two years ago, they're going to have a great time in Cleveland this year. Mm-hmm. They got a great squad. Great wide receiver core, obviously. Mm-hmm. Two of the, like, potentially the best starting starting wide receivers of any team. 
yeah. between Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. Um, and now, you know, I, I don't know. I just think Tawana that. Taylor. Yeah. yeah, if they if they can get, if their offense is on the same page, they could have a good year. You know, the uh, Jarvis Landry also on the, on, the, uh, on the wide receiver team there. And, you know, um, Kate's Keenum. Savvy vet can find a jet. Can he can he can find a job, right? Yeah. <laughs> he can find a job. Hang you know, around, man. Reminds me of Jeff George and like Randall Cunningham. Like just right. sticking around, catching up with another team, catching up with another team, playing forever. Is Nick Chubb kin to um, Bradley Chubb? No, they're no. not related. Oh, okay. I don't think they are. I, I, I don't. Know. I don't think they are. I don't know. But they uh, they were the same draft class, I think, or maybe back to back years. Uh, maybe. Well, Running back wise, Nick Chubb. Uh, Nate Car- Chubb. Nick. Nick. Yes, Nick, 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 Chubb. Nick Chubb. You're right. You're right. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, nasty. They got so many offensive weapons. They got they got a, they got a lot going and, on. And now they just added one of the better defensive ends. Man, I mean, uh, tight ends. Pardon me. Yeah. You know, in in Austin Hooper. Yeah. They Austin really. Hooper. It's if their offensive line can keep it tight and keep it healthy, and Baker Mayfield focuses and prepares for every game. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know. This might be the one that we were like, hey, we were wrong about yeah, these guys. Yeah. We didn't think they'd get to eight wins. Look at that. They got 12. You know, yeah. look at that. They're in the playoffs. Well, know? last year. Wrong. Last year. I know. I was betting on them to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> last year, you know. Uh, it could just be a year off and had to settle down and got everything together. Yeah. And um, it's, uh, I mean, on paper, one of the better teams that we've seen, of course, you know, um, you know. Of course, you got Baker Mayfield um, going up toe for toe for the with the quarterback from uh, Baltimore, and you have to ask yourself the question that okay, well, you know, obviously, you know, the Baltimore quarterback um, Lamar Jackson, Lamar, uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson. People would absolutely say, yeah, Lamar Jackson, hands down, but how about the supporting cast around yeah. Baker Mayfield? Let's- what? They what could it, really bring a lot out yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And two years ago, that was a conversation. Yes. Baker or Lamar, you know? Yeah. It's an interesting division for quarterback talk. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, we're about to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. And they got Ben Roethlisberger, who's potentially about the very end. the Literally the, the, the <laughs> tail end of his career. Right. Um, and then Lamar Jackson, who's, who's on the precipice of being one of, you know, MVP uh-huh. candidate consistently. Baker Mayfield, who we haven't given him enough time to see if he'll pan out yet. It's too early in his mm-hmm. career to know, but has shown flashes. Right. And then now we have this the next young guy, you know, in Joe Burrow. Right. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. So let's get to the Steelers since we're talking uh-huh. about them. Last year they were 8-8. Eight and A eight, lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. Yeah. They had to go four deep in the quarterback position. You know, mm-hmm. That's never a good sign. Right. And they were still able to go 8-8 eight and 3-3 eight and, three and three in the division. Mm-hmm. And I believe those last two weeks they were fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah. Yep. Um, schedules that is what it is. They are at the Panthers. The home against the Giants, home against the Broncos, home against the Texans, at the Titans, home against the Eagles, at the Cowboys, at the Jaguars, home against the Racial Slurs, at the Bills, and late in the season, which could mean a lot, is a game, a really important game against the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, their draft was kind of unimpressive. They didn't have any first rounders. Lots of like of the best player at a smaller school kind of guys. Mm-hmm. You know, they got a great 
offensive tackle from Lafayette. You know, stuff like that. You know, nobody, mm-hmm. not a lot of big school guys. I think they got a wide receiver from Notre Dame who might have a bit of a career. Um, they did, you know, they grabbed a couple guys in the off in 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 free agency though, and 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 one of them is fullback Derek Watt, the youngest. Of, I think he's the youngest of the three Watt brothers. I think so. Or yeah. maybe TJ's the youngest, and Derek is is just in the middle. Mm-hmm. But they have two two of the three Watts are on. The Steelers. Uh, they also picked up uh, Eric Ebron, tight end, and Chris Wormley, defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, not really. Didn't really lose much. There's a one, you know, couple guys that are uh, you know became free agents, but nobody really of note. Mm-hmm. Their win loss, their or their sorry, their win total for the regular season is over under nine and a half wins. Um, and to win the division, they're plus 350. To win the conference, they're plus 1,200. And to win the Super Bowl, they're plus 2,500. Mm-hmm. I think that number, 9.5, it sounds high for them, but you got to remember, like they were they went 8-8 eight and eight without a quarterback last year. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger went down week one or week two or something. Yeah. They were fighting for the playoffs, and that was what I was talking about with Tomlin. Is Mike Tomlin is the kind of head coach that play gets his players to play up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know if they have a healthy. The number here, the nine and a half is interesting. Like they could beat the Panthers and the mm-hmm. Giants, the Broncos. Um, you know, Texans, Titans, Eagles. Maybe they get one out of those three. You know, they'll probably beat the Jaguars and the racial slurs. I mean, there's. There's six wins, five, six wins out of the division. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they get to play the Browns twice and the Bengals twice. Mm-hmm. You know, so they could get to ten wins. Yeah. But the one the number that's more interesting to me, because I like a, a long shot or like a I like a short underdog, right? Mm-hmm. Is plus three fifty to win the division. Mm. Not that I think they're the best team in the division, but God forbid, and we're gonna have an interesting year with people testing positive for coronavirus. God forbid Lamar Jackson doesn't play for part of the season. Whether it's an injury, he gets tackled in a weird way, or he gets sick or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is the only other team in the division worth considering. Right. You know, and if right. you're getting three and a half to one on your money, you know, you bet 100, you win 350. That might be, an, you know, that might be enough to get me intrigued. Right. I don't think they'll win the divi- or the conference. Again, AFC is going to be tough because the Chiefs are in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think obviously I don't think they'll win the Super Bowl, but winning the division it might be worth might be a a dice roll worth rolling. You know. Mm. Well, you say that if you, you say if if not Baltimore, then who? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So basically, you're betting that Baltimore doesn't win the division. Correct. Right. So you can hedge that by. <laughs> Lay it on me. How do I do it? <laughs> well, can you just bet them both? <laughs> yeah, except you're laying money on the, like, if Baltimore doesn't win, you're putting up two twenty to win the hundred, mm-hmm. right? And then if if the Steelers do win, you're making right. three fifty. So you're making three fifty, but losing two twenty. That's awesome. You're making money there. Yeah. The problem is, what happens if Baltimore wins? 
now you're, you're only winning a hundred dollars and you're losing a hundred dollars on yeah. uh, you know on the Steelers. So if you do it, you have to adjust your numbers, mm-hmm. right? I see. Um, yeah, it's uh, there's some math involved. I, I mean, don't know. I, 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 I ten-ish win seems legitimate in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The question really comes down to is Ben is Ben Roethlisberger viable at the very end of his career? Because mm-hmm. he came in and had a great beginning of his career. He's been solid throughout. He's got two Super Bowl rings. Uh, I think I three. Think three. I can't believe I like if I would have said this when he was coming out of Miami of Ohio, nobody would have believed me. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, of course. Wow. And he could probably beat up all the other first ballot Hall of Famers. That's a mm-hmm. big boy at quarterback. Right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, six five, two hundred forty one pounds. True. Definitely. I and and just to go back to this Tomlin thing, I wasn't exaggerating when I said top five coach mm-hmm. in in the game. Potentially, uh, definitely top five coaching staff. He he has always kept really smart guys around. Right. Um, yeah, I could see them making if again if it's not if it's not Baltimore, it's Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and they very well both might make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and and I think um, I think whenever you think about those teams, um, you think about quarterback and you think about coach. You know, you gotta take that into consideration. You know. Uh, Um, yeah, I would argue that the head coach is one of the most important positions in the organization. Yeah. Yeah. He has two rings, by the way. Two rings. Yeah, I thought it was three, but it's But he's two. been to three Super Bowls. He I lost so. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you take that in consideration. You take a look at their depth chart, which is really nice. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, he's so good. Oh, yeah. Um uh, tight end Eric Ebron, mm-hmm. um, really good. That's a smart signing. Yeah, you know he's a win now kind of tight end. You're not playing the long game with him. You know what I mean? He's ready yeah. to go. Uh, James Croner on the running back. Yeah, side. he's been good uh, as far as you know since Le'Veon Bell left. He's yeah. been great. Yeah. They still have Deontay Johnson um, on the wide receiver. Yeah. You know, and and then defense too. I mean Cameron Hayward. Uh, mm-hmm. For the defensive tackle. Well, that's what Stephon kept him in it last year. Yeah. You know, when they didn't have a quarterback. Remember, they were playing like just, and they would put in a quarterback and he would go down. And they'd put in another quarterback and he would go down. Mm-hmm. They had that duck call guy, Ducky, Ducky Hodges. Mm-hmm. You know, they had like guys I'd never even, I, like, I watch a lot of football. I watch a lot of college football. And I had never even heard of Duck Hodges prior <laughs> to last year, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I, you're absolutely right. If it's not if it's not Baltimore, it's Pittsburgh. It's that's about it. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's the. I just don't have faith. I want to, and I know we were wrong when we said this about people last year, but I want to see Cleveland do it before. I want. I got to see Baker Mayfield stay healthy and mm-hmm. be productive with the coaching staff before I put a penny on him again. Right. Right. So, this is the only other bet other than Baltimore. Right. Right. So AFC North. Um, now, with that being said. Um, just like last year, uh, the Pittsburgh, the Steelers were definitely in fight for a wild card. Um, and for a long time, the Browns were not eliminated 
they just had to come out and win games that they really should have won. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, you're right. The Browns should have won more games last year, just yes. on talent. Yes. But when you don't have the right coach in, you don't have the right yeah, coach in. That's you know? when that comes into that. That's a perfect demonstration of yeah value of head coach. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, that's the wild card for this division this year. Mm-hmm. This division's wild card is coaching in Cleveland. Not to keep our conversation centered around the Broncos, but it could easily be said that uh, while Peyton Manning was in town, that um, if Fox wasn't here, that they probably could have went at least another year, whether they won it or not. They could have went to the Super Bowl at least. Yeah, I don't know. Peyton Manning nope. was on his. He got every single drip, every single <laughs> ounce of 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 legitimate passing out of that arm that he could. You know, he was a mental quarterback. He mm-hmm. was the smartest quarterback ever. I, I would argue, right? His body, his his physical talent wasn't enough. You know, it right. wasn't. It let his. He would have won so much more if he was. Built like Ben Roethlisberger or Cam right, Newton or, right. or just a better, more athletic, right? I think that he got everything he could get out of his arm at the end of that career. And we saw in that last year where they had, who's the tall guy they had in for most of the year? Oh, uh, um, God, he made all that money from yeah, Houston and Cleveland. Uh, yeah. Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler, right? Yeah, and yeah. They ha- he had to say, Sit down, rest your arm. I'll get us to the Super Bowl. Just come back and win that right, game, right, you know. Right. And if they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have got that far if they would have left uh, Manning. Big in. Manning. 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 I, no, I, you're I, right. You're right. right. And, and and even then, even then, right? I mean, Cam Newton really has to look at that Super Bowl and say, "Oh my gosh!" Like they had a quarter of a quarterback in, and and they still won. Yeah, crazy. A quarter of a quarterback. He was such. It, he was just trying so hard to get every drop uh, that he could get. There was a couple of balls that came out that were wobbling. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, whoa! Yeah. I mean, from the hats minute off, it, hats off to Peyton Manning. He yeah. got everything he could get out of his body, and that's really you hope every retiring athlete is saying that. Exactly. I, I left it. I left, I left it all, all out there. Out I got there. it all yeah. out. Kind of yeah. like um, Drew Brees is now. Yeah. You know? He could have one more good year, but this is probably his last year. That's going to be an interesting division to talk to, mm-hmm. talk about. That's going to be a really interesting division to talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Obviously, I'm so biased, but I'll do my best to you know, keep it real. <laughs> um, all right, good talk. Yes. Probably AFC North. Probably Baltimore's to lose. Mm-hmm. We could say that. Yeah. Baltimore's to lose if they can stay healthy and productive. They'll take it down, mm-hmm. and if not, Steelers will be right there to grab it. Steelers probably get a wild card. But it's been too, not just, it's been two um, coaches in that division that have went really hard for years. And uh, fortunately, uh, Tomlin has had Roethlisberger for the full ride. Yeah, um, Harbaugh, is Harbaugh just... has not quite had... The poor, same amount of tools. Poor guy had Flacco all those years. Um, he was able to. He won once with Flacco, which is amazing. He did. It's, it just it just but, a testament to how good of a head coach he is that the, he was willing to say, 
let's scrap this plan and mm-hmm. develop a new plan around this new guy, Lamar Jackson. Right. And it worked last year. Yes. And I'm excited to see if it's going to work again this year. Exactly. Exactly. All right. What do you think about this 810? Oh, it's, um, it's a go-to. I mean, it's it's a great cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... I, I get some sweetness out of it now and again. You know, I don't know if that's the transition or the blend mm-hmm. of a Maduro yeah. and Corojo burning at the same time, you know. Um, it's a nice, I would say, uh, medium. I, I put it at a medium cigar. Um, not necessarily medium, medium plus, yeah. you know. Um, but... Um, it, it's a it's a great cigar. Yeah, uh, mine was a little tough to draw on at first, but once I got it going, no more problem. Yeah, and I, I didn't really get much of that peppery taste that you was predicted, but I kind of taste the tea, mm-hmm. the teainess, <laughs> <laughs> and that's weird to say, but I was like conscious of it, and it's it's you know there's some of that in there. Yeah, this would be great, like. You know, late afternoon golf course cigar. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, no it's nice. It got a, it's a little peppery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little peppery. I, I didn't really get it, I, but maybe I'm I'm getting immune to that. Yeah. 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 yeah well, it's not a strong cigar. Mm-hmm. I was just say a little peppery, but um, but yeah, it's a you know nice looking barber pole. It's not a. I'm not saying that barber poles are gimmicky. I mean, think about. You got the between the lines with Arturo Fuente. That's not gimmicky at all. That's no. one heck of a cigar. Yeah. Um, the so, Adam Bradley one's pretty good. It's okay. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, a, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of times people, you know, they the cigar becomes a barber pole. And this past know. weekend I was smoking those CAO Americas. They're, they're, yeah, they're they have pole. that, yeah. you know, bar- yeah. barber pole style. Yeah. They're not bad. I think if we lined them up, though, with. I think the in between the lines are totally different. That's a whole nother level of cigar, if you ask me. But with everything that we just mentioned as far as barber pole cigars, I would put this at the top. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so if you're listening, now's a great time to review us five stars or whatever yes. the top rating is on your uh, on your streaming service, wherever you're listening to us. Reviews are really, really key. Yeah. Really key. They're very helpful. Absolutely. And uh, tell your friends and all that stuff, and we'll talk to you next week. Next week. All right. And that was episode 87. That's Cornelius and the Thank you very much to our friends. Like, we really couldn't do it without them. Tyler, Connor, all three of you guys are indispensable. Also, thank you very much to Stephen Hop. You record. Let your ash on the studio level. Capital Cigars, 919 East Colfax, Denver, Colorado. And we're on all the social medias. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. At least the three big ones. At Bet Your Ash Pod. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Aloha, mamá. Sorry por responder hasta ahora. Estuve toda la tarde con mi unidad arreglando un helicóptero Black Hawk. Hawái es increíble. Luego te cuento más. Te quiero. 
Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español.